This is Two Girls, One Mike, the show that talks about the holes and plot holes of your favorite porn. Welcome to Two Girls, One Mike, the show where just like all the seasons of American Horror Story, the plot line will eventually be abandoned. I'm your co-host, Alice Vaughn, and with me I have my lovely, gorgeous co-host, Yvette Dontremont, aka Desai Babe. Yvette, how are you doing today? Much like American Horror Story, I've lost the plot of everything in life right now. It's just things, things are, time is kind of wibbly wobbly. Uh, how about you? How's your apocalypse going right now? We just listed our house on the market today yeah. and the castle is going to be no more. The castle is going to be no more. And by the way, if you have no idea what we're talking about, head on over to Patreon. We're going to talk about it there. It would also mean it's your first time listening to this because the, the castle's been discussed. The castle has been discussed. So the long story short of it is Alice owns a castle. She's selling it. I'm going through homeowner shit. I've gone through homeowner shit. You've had a, a time with that structure of like, I don't know how good the market is right now for selling. Oh, it is fantastic. Oh my God. It hasn't been this good since like 1982. And you guys did a ton of renovation work on that building too. So it the fact that you want to get the fuck out of New York and you're like, you know, let's just decouple ourselves from a structure and get the fuck out. Like, Good timing. Dude, the market is so good for sellers right now. You could get, I'm not even joking when I say this, you can easily get a 30% return on your house. Jesus. I'm not joking. In certain areas, it is that hot. That is not bad at all. So when I go on the road, I'm going to have to, uh, you know, become a virtual nomad. We'll see what happens. Uh, but our guest today does a lot of stuff virtually, and I can't wait to talk to her about this. So. <laughs> We have Lily LeBeau, adult actress and comedian. Oh, and I'm, can I say YouTube star? Yeah. We'll go with YouTube star. We like that. You are fun. Hi. <laughs> oh, hi. Hi, hi, hi. I'm so happy to be here. We're happy to have you. Okay, so I first, full transparency, heard your name when actually I saw a press release for Cam Girlfriend. You've never seen my porn. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Yeah. Maybe I have, and in a moment of post-orgasmic bliss, I forgot your face. No, we have seen her in porn. Okay. Uh, so you were in, this is going way back to like the episode of Aton Levine where we reviewed Ghostbusters Triple X. Ah! <laughs> nice. Where we fell in love with Evan Stone. Oh my God. We just, he was so good. He was such an artist. We fell in love with him as a thespian. Don't worry. I remembered your performance as student getting rammed over desk. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ram getting undressed by Evan Stone. Yeah, now that Evan Stone, I'm like, he is great. I've worked with him many times. Nice. Who did you play in Scooby-Doo? I thought that was a joke. I was like, just some fairy. I, I had no character. They just put me in there to fuck uh, Shaggy, which was fun. <laughs> Worst things could happen in a porn. Yeah. And or like, the guy they had life. playing him was just like so perfect. And it really was a fantasy come true. I didn't know I wanted to fuck Shaggy. But after I did, I, I wanted it. <laughs> Man. I'm thinking about the fun of being an, an actor in parody porns. It's like, oh, getting that out of your system, fucking a character you've always wanted to. Hmm. Mm -hmm. and, and now I finally see the appeal of, of dressing up in character for banging. But sometimes it's awful. Like, did you see me in The Hulk? No, not yet. No. We saw The Avengers, and I'm just wondering how bad The Hulk is. I mean, people love The Hulk, and I don't understand because... I mean, I do. They actually did a great job. But I just remember when I had to, like, fuck this green man. The director was like, he's like, penis dick green. I did this last night with my, my wife. You know, it's fine. Just food coloring. Dip his dick. I was like, why don't I use a what? green condom? It just seems like 
easier. Not even just, he's like, no, no, I did it last night. You just you dip your dick in, in this food coloring. Right. And, oh my God. My pussy was turning green and they had to keep, they're like, no, clean up her pussy. <laughs> Oh my this God. This is awful. So this is where we tell you to call Wood Rocket because they did the Simpsons parody and Evan Stone's speaking, just because we, we cannot not talk about Evan Stone's penis again. Evan Stone's dick has stayed yellow through the whole thing. So whatever paint they used fucking worked. I'm just saying it can be done. Yeah. Yes. Good to know. Cause ours didn't. He was lying. I was like, you did not try Tip, this. This is not working. in food coloring. Oh my God. I'm so sorry you went through You suffered for art, girl. You're, you're, you are, you are an artist. You are an artist. We are artists. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You've been in a couple parody porns. You've been in uh, This Ain't Jaws, This Ain't Nurse Jackie, Taxi Driver, Triple X parody. Oh my God. <laughs> it's the Scooby-Doo one you mentioned, uh, the Hulk. What was your favorite one that you've done so far? So they're all fun. The one that I just did recently that just came into my mind that was just, it was awesome because first of all, I had to have, I didn't have, I was so lucky to have sex with Adriana Chetchik. <gasps> yeah. Where like, we're jealous and we want to watch it. Like multiple <gasps> reasons for the gasp here. Did you put stuff in her butt? No, but she squirted all over me. <laughs> oh my God. Like, just I just, good. I hope you still haven't showered since then. I don't care how long it's been. <laughs> Three years, but okay. <laughs> I just, just like, I hope there's still a molecule of it somewhere on you. I'm disgusting. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. But the, the funny part with that was like, I'm just like, oh my God, she's so hot. Dude. Like, I'm so excited. Oh. And then they, it's for the Star Wars Last Temptation. That was the movie of Sigil Playground. And oh, so, of man. course, I put, they put me in the Phasma outfit, which was full on head to toe and they're like you gotta wear it the whole time you can't you have to keep it on i was like you guys come on i can't were you overheating (laughs) like that just seems like it would have been like wait what was the material that it was made of plastic okay like (gasps) it was clunky i was clunking things were velcroing off like they had you know again it was like we do suffer for our art okay you suffer for our orgasms which is even harder and thank you thank you for your appreciation (laughs) you're taking one for the team girl (laughs) any day yeah so it was awesome that was super fun And then you have, uh, so for our listeners who don't want to watch, you know, uh, with their family, the triple X versions of you acting, Cam Girlfriend. So let's talk about that. It's basically a web series where it's you and your boyfriend. It's kind of day in the life of what it's like being a cam girl, but you get into hijinks. Like I saw episode one where you guys need wedding gifts. So you said, oh, these guys are buying me gifts anyway for camming. Let's get our friends an espresso machine. And then one of your clients says, oh, take a photo of yourself with the espresso machine. So you have to concoct this whole scenario where you have to be at their house and undressing yourself to take a photo in front oh my of it. Gosh. I mean, this is brilliant. Wow. The hijinks of being a cam girl. Why am I not watching this? Is this inspired by real life? Yes, it's completely inspired by real life. And actually, that's how I got on the project was I was like uh, hired to make sure it was authentic and to be a consultant. So they would like come up with these ideas and they'd send them to me. I'm like, no, because see, that's not good. Or maybe it would like kind of make the fans seem like it was being made fun of or maybe, you know, things that we didn't want to promote because we really wanted to promote like sex positivity, which is like humanizing sex workers, showing the fun, showing the bad, making people kind of question their morals, like (laughs) too uptight about stuff, you know? And, And I think the show is really fun because it, 
it does. It makes you kind of question. You're like, well, if I was in that position, like, I mean, you think about these things that you would never have thought of. So I think, yeah, I'm glad that you like it. That makes me so happy. (laughs) What's your favorite storyline so far? Oh my gosh. Okay. My favorite storyline was actually the feud, which is with the pregnant cam girl. What happens? I haven't watched that episode yet. Okay. Let me tell you about this episode. It's so funny. Um, So basically Chloe, the main character, she had this beef with a girl in high school. It was one of those where when Chloe did something, the other girl would do it. And, you know, she just felt like she was copying her all the time. So, you know, we go into adulthood, we have our own things finally, and Chloe's a cam model. And then all of a sudden she sees this girl online and she gets, she starts to play a little dirty. Then she wants to like beat her with everything. And, and it becomes like this competition, this feud. And at first you're kind of like, well, is she making it up? And then, and no, the girl's just like a total bitch. And she's, you know, it's just this really like immature fighting back and forth. But that's why I loved it so much because it was so just, you know, you see this like really, yeah, not nice side of Chloe. She is, she's not acting like a nice person. You know, she's just you know, doing this whole cam show where she does everything she can that a pregnant woman can't do just to like get back at her. And and the end of the episode, I won't ruin it. It's really funny. So you have to watch the end of the episode to see what happens with that. But it's just so funny. Nice. I mean, and then also there's some real life scenarios. Like I remember watching the preview and at one point you're interviewing someone to be a doppelganger vag and then dealing with like your boyfriend finding out like one of his friends is jerking off to you. You know, all these things that, you know, when you have a cam girlfriend happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, yeah, that one was his boss. Think about that. His boss maybe jerking off to his girlfriend. What a predicament. Oh, my God. It just can't happen. And like, you think about that. Like, when you're, when you're camming, you're, like, online, and you're just, like, you could be with guys from high school, like, you know, your dad's friends, like, you really have to just, like, ex-lovers. Relatives that don't recognize you with the amount of makeup you have on. Oh my God, you don't know, right? And you just have to accept that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. It's kind of funny, though. And then sometimes you're like, no, is this someone that I know? And you start to see, like, similarities between, like, the screen names. You're like, is this someone I know? And then, you know, you just, oh, it drives me crazy. So I just, I you know, it was unexpected when we started the porn cast is that like a couple people that I knew from academia and from like my science writing, a couple people I knew from that slid into my inbox with suggestions for porns to to review and for like genres that they liked. And I'm like, sir, Mr. Botanist, I did not know that tentacles were your thing. Like there were some <laughs> weird moments, like someone who I, I just, I kind of vaguely knew and like didn't, had never met in person. They were an online friend. Just, I mean, those are still real friendships, but still like not, this was an online acquaintance slid into my DMs and was like, Hey, my girlfriend and I just started recording porn. Can you tell me how to succeed in this business? I'm like, that's not my expertise, but I'm also like, dude, now I know you're making porn. I'm going to go check it <laughs> like it's not that I wanted to see him naked. He had a hot girlfriend. Like it's like don't give me that information. I'm going to use it for nefarious purposes. But like it's also like it's that's it's, disgusting. But where? Where is it on the internet? Exactly. He never like he never told me where. But like it's it's also like you find out weird things about people when all of a sudden you are in this industry. Like the things they jerk off to, and those might involve you. I'm sure people jerk off to this podcast. 
Oh, totally. I know the last few years when I've been going to um, adult events. So, you know, like the AVNs and XBiz will do like their parties and whatnot. So it's funny because I'll sometimes I've posted online, hey, here's where I am. And, you know, I'll get a number of people saying, oh, that's so cool. You look great. You know, all the use. But then I'll have a few people who slide into my DMs and are like, Hey, uh, did you happen to talk to uh, this porn star in particular while there? And I'm thinking to myself, okay, uh, you're asking if I talk to like your favorite person to jerk off to. Or it was them. Um, Now I know. (laughs) I mean, thanks for this information. I don't know what to do with it, but okay, sure. I'll just, I'll back pocket. Yeah. Yeah, or get a list, you know, just like, okay, everybody, you got to tell me all at once so I can get the list down. You know, people do that. They're like, they have a whole list. They pull out, they're like, I need one for Brian. I need one for, you know, Kyle. And you just do. You know what? Next time, you know, and the thing is, I'll be like, okay, what do you want me to to say to uh, Nina Hartley? What do you want me to say to Riley Reed? Um, oh, uh, hi. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll find her. <laughs> See, this is how we'll get you to, to go up and say anything to Angela White is that we'll pretend it's for someone else and then you'll find your voice. She Are you like so scared of Angela White because she's so no, beautiful? Sca- I don't know. Is scared the word? It, she's so accomplished and I just want her on the show. I think she's the only woman Alice is slightly gay for. I'm allowed. You're not just allowed, you're encouraged. My problem is also, you know, when I meet people, I'll normally say things like, oh, I know so-and-so, you know, who also knows you. But in this case, it's like, hey, I have friends who've rimmed your asshole. Nice to meet you. I'm Alice. Have I come up in conversation? Be like, Perfect opening. I have faith that you'll find the right words when the moment comes. Mostly, hi, we run a podcast and I adore you and love your work and we would love to have you on. Also, please, I hope that what I said wasn't creepy. I think I had an awkward fan moment with Lena Paul. Like, cause I, you know, I was like, Hey, it's, you know, just went up to Hey. And she just, and when we, you know, introduced, she was like, Oh yeah, because she followed me on Twitter too. And I just, you know, I was like, I love you. And I meant, you know, I just, uh, just cute little, I love your work. And I think, I hope I didn't scare her off by, by going, I love, you know, just, it wasn't like, I, I love you. I, yeah. It wasn't like the, the breathy, like, oh, I love you. Just, just, you know, Hey. And she's like, yeah, come meet me at the end of the line. And haven't gotten her on the show. Lena, we love you in a non-creepy way. Come be on our show and talk about the fact that you're directing now, which we think is neat. Yeah, come on the show. I want to hear about this too. <laughs> yeah, she's. Done, it's. I like seeing people in porn moving on up to directing. It's nice. And I love seeing all the stuff she's putting out. Like, can we have a fangirl moment? About like, I'm like, you guys are speaking my language when you're talking about these girls, like Angela White, Lena Paul. She's gorgeous. But every time I see her Twitter, I I get very horny. I love her feed. Oh, so Lena. each of you have your own like. Oh. lesbian crushes. I'm into women. Alice is is into Angela White. <laughs> is into Angela White. Yeah, she has Thanks, she has guys. her specific. Again, I want to frame this so that way obviously, you know, next time she one day she'll listen to only one episode of TGOM. It'll happen to be this one. And she'll say, "Yeah, I can't do this. She's talking about me. She's being a little too weird." Got to social distance myself extra from this lady. Angela, just don't give her your phone number and give her a burner email address. And that way it'll be fine. Like she can't stalk you after that. Like she's she's a stage five clinger, but just don't worry. It'll be okay. Oh, that's so true. <laughs> you don't got to worry. You don't got to worry. Because first of all, we love you. We love you so much. You don't got to worry. 
They're going to come. Don't even get it twisted. They're going to come. Just believe in yourself. That's what my, my niece told me. You can do anything. Just believe in if, yourself. If she also said afterwards, they're going to come, that would be like support, moral support for your career. Yeah. <laughs> We're just saying, Angela, come on the show. It'll be a great time. Okay, so we did actually review a porn this week. It's going to take us no time to review it, though, because there were like six lines. But I have so many notes about like a million things. So, okay, things that kind of deal with the porn, but don't. All right, so Lily, we did American Horror Story Triple X. So for anyone who's never watched American Horror Story, like Yvette, how would you describe the series? Yeah, American. I actually love American Horror Story. I've seen every single one except Freak Show because the whole clown thing, like Carnival Freaky, I was not into that season at all. Oh, and I didn't see Roanoke either. So, but every other season I've seen and I loved. And so the show, it's really like, it's a horror, thriller, suspense. I don't know. It's done really well. It's we do like a great job with the characters. They do a great job with the sets, with the costumes. Like I, it's, it's a visual masterpiece in my eyes. I love watching that show. It's just, and I love gore. I love the gore. I love the, the sweetness and the, just the darkness. Like I, I really like that, but they change it every uh, season. It's the new, it's a new thing every season with new characters played by the same people. Oh. And it, it, it expands over this like, this infinite timeline almost where you kind of realize like, Oh, time is, it's not quite a factor in this or, you know, it's like, timey, I don't know. Timey, wibbly, it's, wobbly. It's, it's, yeah. very, it's very doctor who there's no real set times. Yes. And no, but then they try to kind of like bring certain storylines through. And I think they found like throughout the you know second season, like they like Roanoke, how did that tie in? I don't, I don't even know. You know, some of them, like they, they didn't quite tie in, but then they found the one that they loved, which Coven, oh my God, loved it. And they kind of ran with it. And I'm, I'm glad that they did. <laughs> it's exactly that. Um, each season, it's a mini series. It's a horror mini series. So if you've never seen it, um, the seasons in the porn actually correlate with the seasons in American Horror Story. So like the first part of the porn was around murder house so which was a haunted house the second dealt with asylum which was you know mental institutions the third one coven so with witches voodoo priestesses and the fourth season was freak show which was uh the circus and killer clowns and we'll get into twisty in a second but yvette your take on this because you haven't watched American Horror Story, so I'm fascinated like how you perceive this porn because they kept breaking it up. I have no good way to describe this. Like it was just a series of odd vignettes. So opens up and uh, guy and girl are in new place. They open, you know, suddenly they notice there's this door there, and they're like, "How did was this door always here?" Yeah, like this is the lamest way to open a a thing. Like, did they just notice a door? And he's like, "It's a door." Like it's, and so she tries to open it and jiggles the handle, and suddenly it opens, and there's a gimp suit inside. And like, you know, how did the gimp suit get here? Like, it, the obvious answer is that your man has fetishes he hasn't told you about. I'm just saying. I don't think this is a haunting. I think that he put on the gimp suit and banged her. I'm just saying. Okay, ladies, I have a question because he was going into detail about the gimp suit. Like, oh, it has anchors in the back. Guys, what the heck are these anchors he was talking about? Like, I probably would have been able to tell you once upon a time when I I was a latex model, but it's been too long. Gimp suit enthusiasts, email us. Info at twogirlsonemike.com. 
I have questions. I can't get answers. I don't know if gimp suits the tech. It's just latex head to toe bodysuit. But yeah, like, so then she goes to bed, he goes to, and it's, was it, um, what's his face? It's the guy who played Superman, right? Was the guy. Yeah, Ryan Driller. Yeah. And he was, he was going to be on the show. So total aside. And I love the story because it's ridiculous. Um, so he was going to be on the show. Uh, he rescheduled one day and the day that we were going to have him on the second day that we had him rescheduled for, he had to cancel again. And right now he's kind of canceled indefinitely, which makes me very sad. But, uh, my husband picks, my husband picks out a porn for us to watch that day because, you know, as we do, he has no way of knowing who we were going to have on the show that day. And I had not told him like there was we'd never seen a porn with Ryan in it before. Husband happens to pick out a porn with Ryan Driller in it. I'm like, well, <laughs> at least I'm still spending my afternoon with Ryan. It was good. Uh, anyways, rest of this scene, he goes to take a shower. She goes to lie down in bed and then the gimp suit comes in and she assumes it's her man and she bangs the and then he comes into bed and she, that's it. But here's the thing of that. This was an actual story in American oh. Horror Story. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> no, it's it's okay. You don't know. That doesn't surprise me, but also like it were there things in this that made it work if you knew the show? If you knew the show, this worked because in my opinion, Lily, you're welcome to have any thoughts. But okay. I think it was kind of fucking weird when they were like they close the closet door and all of a sudden like their neighbor from who the fuck knows where, Claire, pops up and she's like Hey, I got some apples for you, but you shouldn't eat them because they have razors in them. And by the way, guys, if you think that acting sucked, that was exactly her acting yeah. in this porn. Yeah, that was, that was something. But, I mean, as far as storyline goes, it was accurate. It was yeah. like, hey, but also, wouldn't you be able to tell your own husband's dick? Yeah, because, like, I know both... I know all the dicks, okay? Not to brag or anything, but I know all the dicks, <laughs> right? All the dicks. All the dicks. So I'm watching this because I see Ryan Jeller. I'm like, oh, Ryan Jeller fucked him many times. You know, know his dick pretty well. Mm-hmm. He leaves, and then, like, somebody's in the gimp suit, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, is that the same dick? What is that the same dick? <laughs> like, like, I feel like I know his dick. Is oh that his God. dick? So actually, at the end, they had, like, at the bottom of the thing, it was, like, the people that had been in the movie, and they actually said Mark Wood was in the movie, and I never saw him. So I was like, maybe it was Mark Wood that was in the gimp suit. Anyway, I had this whole thing where I was like, whose dick is that? I had to know. You went down a dick rabbit hole. I did, yeah. Had to find out. Needed to know. So, yeah. Can we talk about how bad that? So we're allowed to talk about how bad the Oh, yeah. Like, yes. it's, here's the thing. We have our general rule of don't speak ill of anyone's bodies because obviously, uh, but, but like, we can, we're allowed to criticize. Oh, yeah. We can criticize the shit out of the acting. Like, and, and we always, of course, keep in mind it's porn acting. Like, we're not, we're not expecting Citizen Kane. We're just expecting act like real human beings who have met other human beings and conversed with them in your life and sounds like that, please. Yeah. And I don't think they reach that. No, 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 no. Guys, I th- I don't know about you, but I think the worst acting of this film was in not in this scene. I think it was in the asylum scene in the next one with the exorcism. Oh my god! So you had two nurses. Yeah, one was scrubbing the floor. Of course, she's in a sexy nun costume. <sighs> and then afterwards, you see uh, the two nurses go into a room with a guy tied to a bed who's clearly possessed. He's speaking in uh, Tagalog, 
which I guess is also nowadays tongues. I don't know. Maybe if you just don't speak a foreign language, anything sounds like tongues. Um, <laughs> I didn't expect Filipino people to be demonic, but sure. Oh, God. Hashtag in Trump's America. Sorry. Oh, God. But the line that pussy squirt is the most powerful water. Dude, that's a tattoo. That is specifically a bassist tattoo in a garage band. Do I love it or hate it? Say it one more time. Pussy. Pussy squirt is the most powerful water. Pussy squirt is the most powerful water. Past holy water. Mm. Now, here's a question. If like, would anyone actually notice if we like refilled those little basins at church with pussy squirt? If it was Adriana Chechik's, no. They would be like, oh, this has improved the situation drastically. Yeah, they're like, what's different? Because I I love it. They'd be like, I do feel blessed. I feel very (laughs) blessed. (laughs) They're like, okay, you got to stop now. They'd be like, hold on. I got to go lower with this. I got it. There are more places that need blessing. Give me some of that good, sweet, holy water. (laughs) You know, maybe it is right. I think it depends on who the squirt is from, but also I think if you get squirt, if you manage to extricate the squirt from someone, it is holy. You know what? Fair. Yeah. So there we go. (laughs) Fair. Squirt is holy water. That said, I went down a deep rabbit hole when it comes to exorcisms after this. Your rabbit holes are very, are random from this and I enjoy them. Well, because I wanted to know, okay, does only Christianity do exorcisms? The answer is no. I'm not entirely surprised. Are other religions still doing exorcisms? And Catholics specifically still do exorcisms. Oh, yeah. I've got the dirt for you. So we've got Hindus, Islam, Judaism, Taoism. They all do exorcisms as well. Still? Uh, Wow. Oh, and here's the kicker. Wait. In July 2020, the Vatican, their uh, recognized group of exorcists, they actually just issued a new handbook for practitioners of the church to combat demonic positions and made it available to the general public. And in 2018, the Vatican set up an exorcism training course. Did you buy the book? (laughs) Not yet. Alice. It's not on Amazon yet. Alice, you and I can become certified exorcists. So I think the craziest part, though, that I found out was when it comes to exorcisms, I didn't realize the demand because I think we can do this, ladies, and charge a pretty penny. There's a high demand for it. Well, how many cases of exorcisms in Italy are reported annually? Just throw a number. A hundred. Three thousand. You're both completely wrong. Are we both high or low? Low. What? Half a million cases are reported in Italy yearly. How? I need more pot. I'm sorry. I Half a million? All right. Step one, learn to speak Italian. Step two, when we're giving exorcisms, Alice shows up and starts to speak in broken Polish. And like, I was going to go with Tagalog, the Filipino demonic language, but sure, cool. Hey, I'm just saying, if somebody is at a mental state where they are, uh, where they're being reported for needing an exorcism, they might not recognize what Pol- that you're speaking Polish. They might just be like, it's praying in tongues. I'll just do Borat Polish. Yak shimash. Be dramatic. I'll just come in with capes water. I want to be the, the wizardess. I want to be like the, the one with the hat and like the <laughs> wand and, and all the supplies, like the witchy. I don't know. I don't know. I'm still figuring it out. I'll be a sexy nun or something. I'll hearken back to my Catholic school days. 
No, do I really need to be part of this? I could just do billing. Yes. Everyone needs like a paper person. Be the business manager, but also you're in on the con. So like when we go, wait, there's something that's not working. We call you in and like as backup, you suddenly are possessed by the spirit too. And like we get it out of both of you. (laughs) I'm just saying, like I have this all in my mind, how this is going to (laughs) work. Yeah, my biggest fear is actually being like possessed. Because like I was having these dreams when I was a kid. They were like that, the night paralysis, you know, and it was happening. And then I saw that movie and then it kept happening. I was like, oh, this is it. I'm I'm fucking possessed, you know? And then I don't know, nothing. Maybe I still am. Here's the good news. We figured out at this point, most demonic possessions are just, you know, things neurological, uh, like hysteria, Tourette's, uh, epilepsy, schizophrenia, dissociative identity disorder, or uh, who knows, maybe you're just a narcissist who uh, has low self-esteem and needs attention. Just, you know. I'm just saying there's options other than, you know. Well, maybe I'd rather be possessed with those options. (laughs) Look, it does not seem like being possessed is a thing. Now, that being said, I can't watch possession movies. And I think it's because I grew up Catholic. And those movies, like anytime there's like an exorcism that needs to happen in a movie and they make it look really, uh, you know, creepy and scary. It scares the shit out of me. Like, I'd rather watch torture porn because I'm like, I know that nobody actually had their toes slowly taken off. But like in the back of my brain from growing up Catholic, I'm like, there's a part of me that's like the spirits there. That's totally happening. But like, I'm not actually afraid of that happening to me in real life because, you know, for everyone who's ever claimed to be a psychic, they're all full of shit. Where were they predicting this year? Where were they? (laughs) No one predicted this fucking year. Lily is frozen. Oh, no. Oh, no. no, don't, don't, Don't let her have gotten frozen on this one. Yay. Hey, you're back. We missed you. Ooh. so speaking of demons, we did actually, there was a demon that was fucked in this porn. It was a demon that was fucked in this part. And honestly, I think all your audio is probably because these malevolent spirits are like, yo, we exist. We exist. Do you want to see? <laughs> Fuck with the audio. The malevolent spirit is what caused COVID. That's it. Caused the connection issues. <laughs> I like you. Let's not be you. crazy now. <laughs> I like you. <laughs> yes. Okay, so demons suck. We don't like them. We are going to be exorcists. You guys think it's a con. I think it's real. Here's the thing. So I've been buddies with uh, Pendulet from Penn & Teller for a while. Now, I've been to the Penn & Teller, their live show in Vegas, like eight or nine times, just because whenever I was in Vegas for a while, they're like, yeah, come see the show. Here's free tickets. They have a a thing in their act uh, where they do a live psychic reading to show. And this it's amazing because like every single time they do a live reading where they do a hot read, a cold read, and they do something that looks like precognition where they have this envelope pinned to the board. Have you been to see the show? Yes, no? Either of you? It's, no. they have So they have this envelope pinned to the board. What they do is they pass out three books to the audience, a box full of joke books, and they their producer goes and passes it out through the audience. And there's Penn on stage. And he's basically, you know, the people, he tells people, go ahead and flip it to any page, any uh, whatever. And he, based on, you know, he goes through a series of, like, he does a, basically a cold read where he goes, you know, you wouldn't make a joke about this. You wouldn't make a joke. About, and he eventually goes, you know, he figures out which joke it is through a cold read. And it's just all he knows is which books are in that box. Like, and so, I mean, he has to have some sort of method. It's a trick. It's just a psychic trick. Uh, And then he has a hot read and I'm not sure exactly how he does that one. But then there's the precognition thing where they have the piece of paper on the board and somebody 
picks a book, goes up and sits on stage and they start to read a joke. And what they do is they open up this piece of paper behind them and the audience reads off the punchline from this piece of paper that's allegedly been tacked to the stage since before the show started. Like, and every time it's different people. There's not, like, they're not planting people in the audience. These books are passed down randomly through the thing. And it's like, the point of bringing this all up is that these things are really easy to be faked. And I think when you see something that's this mind blowing, I have no idea how they do these things. I don't know how this person who's just a magician manages to to make it look like he has psychic powers. But think about how powerful that is to see somebody guess the punchline of a joke that somebody is is reading from a book and, and how amazing it is to watch that. Think about how much more powerful it is to have a psychic tell you uh, when you're in a moment of grief that your grandparent is reaching out from the dead and how easy it is to make a living on that when you're basically a grief vampire. And that's why I look at these people and go, why weren't they warning us about COVID? Uh, Why are they telling people? I'm hearing a name that starts with an M. You know, like this doesn't seem on the level when there are easy ways to show that that they're using different methods to kind of get information before they're meeting with people. They're they're using cold readings to try to tease out information from you as they go. Uh, and a lot of the times we we're kind of psychologically tuned to remember their hits, not their misses. So uh, sorry to pop that bubble. But have you seen Long Island Medium? Yes, she's full of shit. She does uh, hot readings. They actually go through the audience with a mic beforehand and ask people, who are you trying to talk to or who you're trying to reach? Okay, but have you seen the dead files? <laughs> look, cold readings are like, look into what cold readings are. And it's gonna like, it's it sucks to find out that these things aren't real. Like, I I get it. There are a lot of things out there that it's like, man, these are fascinating. I want them to be true. Like I go to magic shows and I want the tricks to be real. And I know, because I know what my asshole magician friends can do. Like, I know they're just tricks. Like, and I know, like the secret to some of these things is that, the, is that they will work so hard to perfect a thing that you would never think anybody would work on that they managed to make a thing that you don't think could possibly be real look real. Like, all right, here's here's an example. I'm going to give it away a magician's trick, guys. Is this for for like for our 3,000 listeners out there? It's ruining this forever. You can look this up on the internet. It's fine. Uh, but have you ever seen someone pull out a piece of paper from, you know, someone asks a person, you know, magician asks somebody, give me a name, a number and a color. And they pull out a piece of paper from their pocket with that happens to have been written on there like magic. They had it written down there before. People will train themselves to write perfectly in their pockets with a tiny little pencil and make it look completely imperceptible. And that's wow, how that that's works. talented. Yeah. And I mean, it's just, like I said, they work extremely hard to do an imperceptible, tiny little thing that nobody would ever think they would work that hard to do something that insane. Like, it's just, it's easier to make the leap that, of course, they had precognition. <laughs> like, that seemed like an easier thing to think than he's writing in his pocket. <laughs> but what about this? Okay, I got a weird story. I hope my, I hope, I hope my friend doesn't mind me sharing this story, okay? Anonymize the friend. Yeah, anonymous, anonymous. So my friend was, um, he's Albanian. So there was a war between Albanians and the Serbians, and it was bad. And so he was living there. He had two sisters. And he shared with me that um, his grandmother had passed away and she would always visit him in his dreams. And basically one night she visited him and said, like, you need to, to tell your mother that they're coming, you're in danger. Um, they're basically coming to kill the firstborn sons, not the firstborn, but just any sons. They're basically coming to kill the, the men. So the mother dressed him up as a girl 
and they were able to survive. And, and so he said that like in his mind, like his grandmother saved him. They didn't know they were coming. And, and I just, when you do believe, when you do allow yourself to believe and you allow people to kind of tell you their personal stories, which they wouldn't necessarily tell you otherwise, which it's not a cold read. It's not a, you know, I don't know in my heart. I know there's a lot of stuff that we don't know. We cannot describe. And obviously there's a lot of tricksters out there, snake oil salesmen, but I, I really do deeply in my heart, like feel that there is something that we don't know. <laughs> Here's the thing. There's a difference between having a dream in which your your grandmother, you and your grandmother have a talk and you go, I think this is a thing I should do. And a psychic telling you I had, there is a big difference. If a grandmother can come to you in your dream and you accept this is truth, a psychic that's still never, crazy, technically. Psych, it's, yeah, I mean, that. but here's the thing. Your dream can put together a lot of things that you were kind of pieced together the next day and kind of recontextualize. Because we play tricks with our own memory all the time. Like, we can kind of reimagine our memory regularly. We do this to ourselves. Uh, memory is, is quite um, docile, I think I would say. Having a, a dream in which your grandmother appears and you have a conversation and go, this is a thing I should do, very different than a psychic who's selling you a service and they're they're mm-hmm. leaning into the fact that you're grieving right now and they're going to try to use yeah. in general really really vague terms to try to go so you had this bonding experience with your with your grandfather was it over fishing because no one's ever bonded with your grandfather over fishing like these are they do right. really vague things like that and it's not here's the thing it's not because all of them are ill-intended and i think some of them actually think that they're psychic but they do this thing where they they tap into this place of pain for these people to try to give them closure. And it doesn't always give them closure. It's like, it just kind of, it, it gives the psychic money with a lie. I do. I have had psychics. I'm like, I'm sorry. No, I've had psychics that have changed my life for the better and have told me the things I needed to hear in that moment. And and maybe it is a lie, but also I just believe in divine synchronicities. I believe maybe, maybe they're full of shit, but they told me exactly what I needed to hear to progress in my life at those moments. And um, it's so funny that we're having this conversation. I actually really love it. I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying <laughs> this conversation quite a bit. Like it's here's the thing. I'm en- yeah. I, I enjoy having a disagreement that is had out yeah. quite respectfully and just and just exploring yeah. those bits of our brain. So it's like if those words gave you comfort, that I'm glad for you. But I also I'm just saying these industries are fraudulent. Yeah. And they're they're. I hope you can find someone who's not selling a lie that can give you these comforting words. That that is what I want for you. I mean, there's a difference between a mall psychic and like a Sedona psychic. <laughs> there's a difference, trust me. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna let this one rest. It's just, I'm okay. gonna. It's, I, mean, I just, it, I can't. It's, like, I, I know the kind of riffing I will get from skeptics on Twitter if I don't like push back on this. Like Brian Denning will have my ass. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Anyways, so porn. <laughs> Back to porn. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, let's talk about this movie again. Because <laughs> like the nun scene, crazy. The the makeup, crazy. I don't know. The squirting genius. That part was genius. Can I skip to the end though? Because honestly, yeah. my favorite part of that whole movie was the two-headed blowjob. What did you think about that? Okay, let's talk about conjoined twins. And did they shoot it so that way it, it looked like, you know, both heads were giving the blowjob? Yeah, yeah I watched was, the whole scene because I had to. It was pretty impressive how they managed to have them, like, wrapped that closely. I'm like, you know, I've played conjoined twins in a play before. We did not have it this close, though. You know what? Bravo, because out of all the special effects, I loved scene four because, so first off, the twisty the clown that they did for this porn looked exactly like the one from American Horror Story. Yeah, creepy. Did they just hire the same actor? 
You know, when the job that you have is like the fifth lead on a show on FX, maybe. But I actually, I decided to do a little research into conjoined twins. How much do you ladies know about conjoined twins? This is not a thing I've looked into that much. Um, Tell me more about conjoined twins. So how do you guys think conjoined twins develop? Um, I think generally it is a, it's an identical twin that uh, there are a couple different ways that they're theorized to go. One is, uh, identical twins that don't fully separate. There are also the, the idea that it's fraternal twins that the eggs fuse. Um, so the latter has actually been debunked. Oh, but, okay, cool. Yeah. So it's really, uh, the initial one that you propose, which is when there's a uh, conjoined twins develop when an early embryo only partially separates to form two individuals. Yeah. And it's a super rare phenomenon. And it's like one in 49,000 births or one in 189,000. Um, for some reason, it's somewhat higher incidence in South West Asia and Africa. I don't know why. You know, most are stillborn. Most die within 24 hours. And then, you know, a lot when they're born, for some reason, it trends to be female. But I wanted to look for conjoined twins that were kind of like in this porn where you have the two heads. And what I didn't know, so are you guys familiar with like Abby and Brittany Hensel? If these are the ones I, I think, then yes. Yeah. So they have a, they've even had, I believe, their own show at one point, but they're yeah, uh, definitely the ones I'm thinking of. Yeah. So I think, and I'm still going to butcher this, um, Dicephalic uh, Parapagus Twins. So super symmetric, and it gives the appearance of having a single body, but they have their own heart, their own stomach, their own spine, of each a pair of lungs. They have two spinal cords, but because. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. But their body is, their torso is slightly bigger to accommodate all of these. I need to see a picture just to like, to figure out where's the, where's the who's what's it. I'm just, I'm fascinated. Right? Oh my God. And then on top of that, each twin manages one, the one side of their conjoined body and yep. the sense of touch is restricted to that half. Oh my God. What? Oh. So only one person has control at all not just like they don't take turns it's just one person who controls everything basically so when they work together to like ride bikes and drive cars and stuff like that they're working together can you imagine i'm just thinking about trying to drive i know saying a two-headed person is probably inappropriate but like can you imagine conjoined twins driving and having one person doing one hand one person my god but extra eyes on the road <laughs> Wait, can they drive? I'm just I feel like that's a thing that might be out, but I also don't like I'm just I'm I'm fascinated by this. You know, I'm sure there's worse drivers than a pair of conjoined twins. I mean, oh, the yeah. elderly can drive, so why can't conjoined twins? People without arms can drive. <laughs> Very true. They have extra senses going on. It's just they have that senses that might be disagreeing with each other. Oh, and one thing I found was interesting, stomach aches, however, are only felt by only one twin on the opposite side. That's what I'm curious about. Like, so do they if have... like I had a stomach ache, you, Yvette, would feel it. Aww. Oh, so you're like eating all the shit food. She's like, please, can you stop? Like, do, do they have one stomach? But how does it like? I'm just curious what the split of the organs are. You know, it's kind of different for a, n- a number of people, but it's uh, sometimes in the head, sometimes in the torso. For them, it's you know, kind of in like the mid line area somewhere the split yeah somewhere and there becomes one 
Yikes. All I'm saying is, how easy is it to find an organ donor in that case? Oh, man. All I'm saying, the point of this conversation, all I'm trying to say. <laughs> all I'm saying. <laughs> Good point. But the blowjob. But the blowjob. The blowjob. Let's, the let's blow get job. back to the blowjob. This fucking blowjob. I was like, in my mind, I was like, oh, I get it. They took the, the all the energy, all the money, all the work. It just went into this one fucking thing. You know... <laughs> Bra fucking vote for that blowjob. Yeah, bravo. Because, yeah, wow, wow. The CGI, the two heads, I was impressed. They did well. You know, between all the twisty to clown makeup and a double-headed blowjob scene, they didn't have money to spend on anything else, really. So Exactly. It, that's what I thought, too. Yeah, that was the that was the main thing. Just put all the effort, all the work into that. And the sex scenes. I mean, I did watch the sex scenes, and they were really hot. And Sarah Vandella, is that her name? She was one of the nuns. Oh my God, she's such a slut. And it was so nice <laughs> to see her again. Oh, she's got such a dirty mouth. It's, it's so yeah. great. If I can give our, our, our audience at home some advice, it's to hang out with more people who use the word slut as a compliment. Yes. <laughs> slut, slut is a term of endearment. And if your friends do not use it as such, find new friends. You're welcome. What's funny is we also have male listeners who are going to try this after, out after. It's like, you slut. It's, <laughs> men, be careful who you use this on. Use it on your bros. That's all I'm saying. Instead of yo bro, yo slut. This may backfire if you use it on females. Sorry, if also, if you refer to women as females. You- In my defense, I thought the <laughs> Proud Boys was a gay organization. <laughs> They call themselves the Proud Boys. Like, it just seems like they should be wearing, like, cute little navy hats or something, you know? Actually like, have pride. I mean, where, where's the pride? I just I don't see it. They don't seem very proud. They seem very angry. They seem very upset. They seem very snowflakey and, like, they're about to melt at any time. <gasps> oh, can I tell you a story? Can I tell you a yes. story? So I'm here with my friend. Yes, he's going to give me so much joy. And um, I came to visit him. I'm in Portland right now. You know, Portland. Oh, it's quite a we've, center we've for heard things. some rumors. Yeah, there's some rumors. You've seen some stuff. Yeah. yeah. So my friend, he is, God, I love this man. And I guess there was a Proud Boys rally. And so they had to leave a certain way. And so he just stood out there and just like, just stood on the, on the speaker and they had to come like all at the same time. And he's like, I just stood out there for an hour and a half. And it, it just felt like it was just the most healing thing for him. Cause he could just like you know, release all the things that we've all wanted to say, everything that's on our heart of like, just, just crazy, these, these people. And I just, he tells the story so much better than me, but it just gave me so much joy to just, just imagine him standing out there for an hour and a half and just like tearing into these fucking racists as they leave. You know, it's like, God, God bless you, man. <laughs> One day. Who needs therapy when you could just yell at young adolescent boys who have, are sexually repressed? <laughs> These, on these a are, megaphone. These, right. These are unfortunately adults with guns, but still, yeah, yeah. Ah. I'll go with yelling at them. I like that. I like that. It's cheaper than therapy and faster. Mm-hmm. And faster and so good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cathartic. And afterwards, you like, it, it's, I don't feel like having a cigarette after therapy. I feel like having a cigarette after yelling into a megaphone for an hour and a half. There are people, there are people on the front lines over here in Portland that's just, you know, my report. Yep. <laughs> so, t- good times, end times. <laughs> yep. <laughs> good times, hashtag end times. Uh, you know, yep. what I'm saying is maybe uh, 
were not the lucky ones to have missed out on the rapture a few years ago. So just saying, we should have taken it up. That is my theory, is that the rapture has come and gone and all of us that are still here missed it. This is the hell times. <gasps> Speaking of hell times, oh my God. So um, this episode is going to be uh, airing around Halloween. Guys, did you know there's a sexy uh, a murder hornet costume? Oh my God, no. Like, I'm not surprised, but also like... I got to say, Murder Hornets were the story that wasn't this year. I'm I'm kind of happy about that. Like, we didn't need one more thing. Like, but don't worry. They'll be around next year. Like, by the time a vaccine is out, that's when Murder Hornets are going to be like, oh, by the way, have you forgotten about us? <laughs> we were mounting a comeback. So what are you guys dressing up as? Ooh. I don't even know. Like, where am I going? In your house, yeah. I'll figure out something. I'll I'll... Yeah, I don't know at all. Normally, I'm really into SFX makeup. So, you know, like truly crazy Halloween stuff. So I will always custom make a mask around this time of year. Like yeah. uh, a few years ago, I did a Leviathan from Supernatural uh, face where it was, you didn't see my face. It was just all teeth. So fun story, actually. When I did that costume, so you, again, don't picture Alice having a face. Picture a black hole surrounded by teeth. It was a good look. It was. It was great. It, it brought out, like, my personality. But what happened was I did that costume at a work event, and here's the kicker. I was so angry, and I actually had to, that same night, I never realized that I would have to storm over to a T-Mobile store and get a, a plan, you know, uh, to quit AT&T. So I'm at my office Halloween party with this mask where, again, no face, just black hole and teeth. And I then have to go to a T-Mobile store. When you're buying a phone contract, they want to verify your identity. Here's the kicker. <laughs> so they held up my ID next to my face. <laughs> Clearly the two didn't match, but they overlooked that. And here's the thing. Some of you are thinking, Alice, why couldn't you just remove the teeth? Here is the problem. It would have then been a circle of blackface on my face, which would have been oh, shit. significantly worse. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the situations we get ourselves into. Oh, yeah. So um, I think a new rule of thumb is in the case of an emergency, I can't have it. So if I have to remove my costume, I'm left with blackface. I think that's a good rule. Yes. So no murder hornet. So what you're saying is you're coming out against blackface is what you're saying. Yeah, I you're, think I am. So you're slightly better than, than the real Megyn Kelly. <laughs> Just saying. You know what? She too now has a podcast and will learn the horrors. Oh, man. That is just what the world needed was the Megyn Kelly podcast. She'll just have Alex Jones back on to boost her ratings. I look forward to her descent into like far, like into conspiracy theory, like Joe Rogan weirdness, madness. I think that could be fun. All right. So uh, placing bets is uh, Joe Rogan at any point going to moderate a debate? Yay, nay. I'm going to go with no. I will bet heavily that it will not happen. Lily? Um, don't tell all my friends this. I don't listen to Joe Rogan. I don't even know. Neither do we. Wait, there's a reason. I didn't even listen to the episode I was on. Oh, fuck. 
I've heard I've heard things, but mostly from men. So I mean, the guys are just in love with him. <laughs> I'm sorry. The way, just <laughs> maybe literally just, the way you slipped that one in there. It was just a perfect little. I've heard things, but mainly from men. <laughs> so just. <laughs> I guess I don't need to listen to Joe Rogan because I grew up with, like, knowing a guy who was always, like, tripping on acid and into conspiracy theories. I don't know. You've got it all. You've got the main points covered at this point. You're like, I'm good. Do I need to bring this into adulthood? Joe Rogan is that guy who knows, uh, like, he he's kind of an advanced version of that guy from your high school who, like, knew everything, but, like, and no one, like, none of the guys in the group were, were had the balls to question him. But, like, somehow he's grown up and that's kept on happening. And, like, everyone's sitting off the side going, but the moon landing wasn't faked, Joe. Can I also talk about the whole Elon Musk smoking weed on his show? Like the only thing I know, only thing I know about Joe Rogan is that Elon Musk like smoked weed on a show, and I watched just be like, "Whoa, he's smoking weed!" I barely inhaled. <laughs> he, I was weak. so disappointed. Weak. I'm sad that he did not offer me weed. I'm very sad. Yeah, I mean, if it's there, you're like, I would appreciate it. I smoked the whole damn thing, like, not just like, <laughs> like, and then was it an oversight on my part to not bring my own? Just mm. maybe, perhaps. Maybe it's only for Elon. I guess with Elon, I'm just pissed when he smoked weed on Joe Rogan's show because, like, he fires his fucking employees for that right? shit all the time. Yeah, and then, can you imagine being an employee that was that failed a drug test and it was only oh my over God. pot? And, and you were a Tesla employee. And you saw this fucking asshole. Right. I mean, here's the thing. You, you know he does a drug or two occasionally. Allegedly. Allegedly. You know, just because, because when there is money, there is occasionally drugs. Just because, you know, allegedly that's the thing people me? do. I know a stupid rich friend who's like, Alice, I've got drugs where you know that emoji where you open your mouth and rainbows come out? Yeah, we do that. That's rich money drugs. Wow. <laughs> I would have that shit. Which which drugs are the like, I was about to say I did mushrooms on on my birthday. I don't I like I think that I, was an LSD type drug. I don't know. Yeah. I've only done the hallucinogens a couple of times. They're not an everyday drug. No, no, no. I guess we have some patrons to thank this week. So this week we wanna thank Patrick Adamo, Mike Roberts, Michael Gadd, Peter Hawkskull, Jimmy Lee, Jason Prater, James, Brad LeClerc, John S., John Daly, Howard Lee, Reed Decker, and many, many others. By the way, if you want to become a patron, see the video version of this and all the fun edits that we had to do, patreon.com slash two girls on Mike or two girls on Mike, hit the support button and we'll take you there. Lily, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was fun. <laughs> Can I give like my final review of the movie? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Please. <laughs> please. In closing, <laughs> I would give it two stars out of five. <laughs> and those two stars were purely for the sex scenes. The sex scenes were pretty fucking hot. I mean, like I said, love the double blowjob. Love Sarah Vandella. Oh my God. Love the gimp suit at the beginning. Super hot. Like there's one scene I'm, I think I'm missing. Um, the Papa Legba scene, the voodoo, the coven. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. was so hot. That one was so fun. fucking hot. That one was fun. I'll give them that. But the acting, the writing, I mean, I'm sorry, you guys, you, you let me down. Okay, Hustler. I love you. Worked for you many times. Hope to work for you again. Don't, don't be mad at me, but no, no, come on. You, we you, could do you better. Gotta, you got to be honest with the reviews. It's, and, and <laughs> you were honest, but kind. Yes. Yes. And I think they know, they know, they know. 
Like, <laughs> we're just saying. Like, our favorite studio is is Wood Rocket, and we've been honest with the stinkers. There have been very few, but they, but they were bad. Yes, yeah, so that's my final review. <laughs> well, we appreciate it. Uh, if, if that, do you have any additional words? Because, I mean, for me, I... I'm going to side with Lily on this where there were some great things that they cared about. And when it came to script writing, uh, they kind of fell flat on this. They they had a lot of uh, missed opportunities. So for I, I feel like people like yourself who aren't fans of American Horror Story just couldn't follow this at yeah. all. And that's the big thing with this. Like I always I watch and go, all right, if I don't know the universe of this show, do I feel like I was just dropped into the universe of a TV show? And I didn't feel like that at all with this. I felt like generic horror show, you know, like it's it's got a lot of red, black and white for, you know, for the costumes. I'm generic horror somewhere. You know, it didn't feel like they were like, oh, let's get all these in-universe jokes that make make someone feel like they're in the show, but they're sex. And it didn't make me go, I want to watch American Horror story now like there have been uh like uh walking dead for instance i hated the walking dead and i love the porn parody and like if i didn't know <laughs> the that i hated the show i would have wanted to watch the show based on the porn parody this did not do that for <laughs> me so it's you know a couple of good sex scenes a couple of fun moments but uh eh, eh, skip it eh. yeah Pass. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> you know if you've got a weird conjoined twin thing there's the scene for you you're going to be so happy. Let, yeah. Let me rephrase it. Not that having a thing for conjoined twin is weird, but like if you've got a, fa- I don't know, just go and watch the scene. <laughs> Lily, where can our fi- uh, listeners find more of you? Okay. So I'm a cam model on Chatterbait. So if you want to like interact with me live, you want to play with me live, like that's what I do. I would love to meet people, uh, cam, play whatever you want, you know? So find me on Chatterbait. Also, if you want to like search me, uh, my Twitter handle is at Lily LeBeau. And my last name's kind of tricky. I'm sure you guys will put it in there, but it's L-A-B-E-A-U. And people can't say the damn thing, but you know, it's mine. It's my name. So that's it. Lily LeBeau, Twitter, Instagram. Chatterbait is Lily underscore LeBeau. I don't know why I did that to myself, but I did. <laughs> so um, yeah, so just just find me. Just, just come find me, say hi. I have an OnlyFans. I, I'm doing it all. I've been doing this 11 years, so I, I'm doing it all. <laughs> How did you, wait, you've been camming for 11 years? Yeah, I've been in porn for 11 years, so camming is a part of that. But now I'm mostly full-time camming. Okay, so I'm fascinated because, like, I know Yvette, she does live streaming on Facebook to her audience. But, you know, you yourself, you now have to, like, interact. You're like a one-woman show every single time you cam. I find that always fascinating because... I don't know how you can do yeah, it. I'm exhausted after because I do twice a week, two hours of, of a show and I'm fucking exhausted afterwards. Like it's just it's a lot. But like yeah. it's a lot to just be interacting nonstop like that. It's a lot. Yeah, you are on the whole time. I mean, half the time people aren't even speaking to you. It's just like they're writing. So it's like if you want to sit in a quiet room. Sure, but you don't. You want to make it fun for yourself and for them. So yeah. it's a lot of energy for sure. For yes. sure. Yeah, if people do want to come on, I, can I tell you something? Please just say hi. Say something. Converse with me. Get a few yeah. tokens because I don't allow people with no tokens to talk. Sorry. Just they ruined it for the rest of them. But just <laughs> get a few tokens and come chat. It's like, you know, just uh, just interact because it's just the worst feeling in the world when you're on camp. You're feeling great. You're looking sexy and nobody's speaking. There's like, you know, over a hundred people in the room. It's like, come on, guys. What do you do in that case? 
I just like make stupid jokes. I just like sound like an idiot and just try to like talk. And then I talk about nothing. And I'm just like, what am I even saying right now? Like I do a live stream and like I do, it's a Q and a mainly about, you know, science and whatnot. And when no one's asking questions, it's like, like, I'm like, all right, I'm going to scroll up to earlier ones, try to find something. But like people need to talk or else it's just you sitting there talking, like you just at a screen and you feel like a nerd. Like, it's like, help me out here, people. Work with me. Yes. Yes. Like, Please. It's like, otherwise, I may as well just record myself and put this out. The whole point of this is interacting. Mm-hmm. So, interact. Like I said, I'm a science cam girl. A science cam girl. Science that's cam awesome. Girl. Our Friday night chats are, pa- are pants optional. So, oh, that's fun. Joke's on you. We all stopped wearing pants long ago. Yes. I wouldn't have pants on if this wasn't a jumpsuit. <laughs> nice. Oh, man. One thing I hate about jumpsuits, don't get me wrong, really got into jumpsuits this year. Uh, 2020, my year for jumpsuits. Uh, oh, wow. That's a fun fact about me. But uh, one thing I learned, going to the restroom, considering how much water I drink, not fun. You got to get naked the in- every single time. I'm getting naked like six times a day. Yeah, you're feeling all exposed in the bathroom. You're like, what if somebody comes in right now? I'm just exposed and naked. Someone needs to sort out a zipper somewhere in the crotchal region of that. Yes, a hidden zipper. Why not? Can you patent that? Look, American Ingenuity, finally, decades after we put a man on the moon, put wheels on a suitcase, we can now put a zipper in the crotch of a pantsuit. I have faith in us. I can answer that question. And the answer is no, you cannot patent that. Oh, Aww. damn. Because you guys I'm could sorry. be billionaires. I, I love that you actually already know this because of something that you've done in business. <laughs> <laughs> I checked. <laughs> The worst part is I have. When I, okay, so fun fact, when it comes to clothing, it's big, it's nearly impossible to patent something when it comes to clothing. Yeah. Oh. Just, yeah, heads up. So if you're like, what if I put spikes on my pants? No, doesn't fucking matter. It's why knockoffs of everything are so easy to, to sell. Yep. Uh, so, Yvette, where can our listeners find your live streams and more of you? Y'all can find me at the Cybabe on Twitter and Instagram and at Facebook.com slash Cybabe where you can find said live streams where I'm debunking COVID myths and occasionally getting political and, you know, whatever else happens. We're also having a lot of guests. So if you if you want to suggest a guest, email me at the Cybabe at gmail.com. Anyways, uh, Alice, where can our listeners find you and all things the podcast? Guys, you can find me over on Twitter at Rational Blonde. You could find the show at all places at TGOM Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, but of course, you guys catch us here every single week. And please leave a comment, five-star review. Make sure to subscribe and tell all your friends, family, your porn star friends, your cam girl friends, and the people who you think are camming uh, from middle school or you're not sure they're camming, tell them about this. Yeah, this is a good way to also segue into knowing that they're camming. Just tell all your friends. Tell all. (laughs) But where can I find it? But where can I find you? (laughs) Okay, I'm so yeah. I hope you do find your friends that are making pornos, and I hope people listening to this decide maybe they'll make a porno and and tell you about it. There's so many great ways to do that now, and you know the world is your oyster. I have a fun story about the time that I made a porno, but that will be Patreon content one day. And with that note, we are off. See you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye.